literally it happened that quickly that we had an opportunity to host an event for someone else. And it was a retreat and they went under, they went bankrupt. It was a whole fiasco. And thank God we didn't get involved further with them because it was just a horrendous situation. Mm -hmm. And we were like, we can do this better. We can fill in gaps for women. We know what we're doing in all of these areas. Why don't we just combine forces? And I think we actually started the company three months after we met. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. All right, be it, babe, get ready. I got two amazing women on today's episode for you today. And honestly, like, I hope that I get to be best friends with them forever and ever. (laughs) Uh, I just really love women in business. I love when women come together and they can see um, the beauty in each other and they see abundance and then they put their brains together to make magic happen for other people. And that's uh, what I hope you get from this episode is one inspiration on like, you have some unique strengths and like, really probably confidence is where you need to be growing in. Um, and how do you do that? Also like truly, um, being bold and, and, and like reaching out to someone that you see something in that you love about them. Oftentimes we put people on a pedestal. We admire them from afar and we actually never truly reach out. And actually when you do like (laughs) you can end up with a business partner, you can end up with a best friend, you can end up with, um, well, I'll let you know what Jill calls Kristen. (laughs) Uh, and you could end up with that. And so it's a really fun interview. Um, these two women just really are incredible at supporting other women in business and their mission on this planet to really like help them be able to get into their businesses more and live the life that they want. So enjoy this, uh, amazing interview with Jill Bunny and Kristen Crowley. loves it's here opc summer camp you know that thing we started last year well we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world which means all day long you can nerd out with me at camp zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot no you can have the amazing food from your own home you can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for in fact you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money in fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got Reformer. We've got some happy hip Reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers, and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! All right, be it, babe. I'm so excited to finally be chatting with our guest today. Um, the world is a really small, small, connected place. And these two women have been um, people I've been following for some time. They've been following me. And then someone's like, hey, they should be on your podcast. And I'm, we're all like, we already follow each other. How do we not do this already? So I'm so excited to have Jill Bunny and Kristen Crowley here to from Reframe to talk about all the things you can do to sh- like shine and show your uniqueness off. So ladies, can you tell everyone who you are and what you do? I'll let Jill go first. 
So just like you said, my name is Jill Bunny. And obviously, if this was visual, everyone would see my little assistant. That's on my lap, Rusty. Oh, so, the YouTubers and- are. Uh, absolutely so for all the youtubers podcasters i'm sorry but rusty will say hi oh my god he is my little assistant i love i am a dog mom yes by all accounts so i live in canada and i am a business consultant with Kristen for reframe your brand and i also run a clinical practice as a psychotherapist and an author and an ex-retired athlete and literally i do all the things with Kristen, and we have a lot of fun just to keep it a little short and sweet. I love it. I'm, uh, I've got three dogs somewhere around here. So I feel you. And also, I think that's really cool. I'm sure as you're like the psychology part of you, it really comes into play when it comes into business stuff. It is a little secret weapon that can be very, very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, what about you? Um, I'm Kristen Crowley. Um, I live in Virginia, Virginia Beach area here on the East Coast. Grew up um, in Michigan, horse farm girl went into visual merchandising, went into television, spent 12 years as a TV news anchor, finally got out of that because it was absolutely draining, <laughs> took every ounce of my my well-being away from me. I was connected uh, by the universe with Jill as I was moving into media and PR for women in fitness and Reframe was born. And we're kind of, you know, utilizing our backgrounds to help women in different industries, you know, grow their brand the way that, you know, we would have wanted been helped a long time ago. And now that's, yeah, we're just living our best lives. We have a lot of margaritas. We do a lot of photo shoots and we have a lot of fun. (laughs) I'm in (laughs) on all of those things. Um, Yes. All of them. The margaritas, the photo shoots, all the laughter I'm in. Um, so, you know, Kristen, like I, when I lived in LA and I was in retail, I actually had the pleasure of like working with several of like the local news anchors. And as far as like their jewelry goes and holy freaking moly, the hours are terrible. The pay is shit. And they expect you to like show up bright eyed, bushy tail at, I don't know, three thirty AM. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to somehow get people's points across in less than seven seconds, in under two minutes. So I feel like um, that, did, do you think that all of that kind of primed and readied you to like see, help other people see like the point of their business in a small snippet? <laughs> ask, ask Jill how I am when it comes to time and planning. Um, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm a drill sergeant. Um, I think that <laughs> There are are some things that people should probably experience in life, you know, obviously working in retail, working in the restaurant business, and then trying to do live television. And since I've done all three of those things, it really like primes you for dealing with any situation whatsoever, which I think as women in business in general, we have to roll with literally everything thrown at us. And most of the time, we're not allowed to look like we're failing. So those things helped me a lot. And yeah, we had I had horrible hours. I was up at uh, 3am. Like, I mean, I had to be at work by 330 in the morning. I was at work till 1pm. I had two small children pregnant on air both times didn't sleep for 12 years. And I was on the same morning show for all 12 years. So I never changed schedule. Um, So that is, I think that's funny that a lot of people that you dealt with it, um, because you saw probably the behind the camera side of it, which a lot of people don't get to see. And it is literally the worst pay on the planet. Like, (laughs) I don't know how people think it's so glamorous because it's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I I will have have like a little side story and then I want to hear how you do all that. But like, um, so I, I've been on KTLA during the pandemic channel five, I had moved. I was like, do you need to know that I don't live in LA anymore? (laughs) It was all virtual at the time. But then I was on the local news here and my 
the person who booked it had told me it was going to be like they're they're filming it to edit for tomorrow's show. So I was like, okay, no problem. Easy going. They can like, it'll be good to go. And then we're there. I'm all mic'd up and they're like, okay, we're live in three. And I was like, three, we're live. <laughs> and so it was all live. It was four minutes. It's amazing. Like I got my four minutes. I was awesome. But I like, when it was over, I was like, holy fuck, I would have liked to have known it was live beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is very true for all media because they just throw shit at you without telling you a lot of times. That's why we, when we were the best way, oh, it is. Yeah. for some people it is to throw them. I threw Jill on air for her first time ever when it we is. first met and we'll go through how we met, but it was hysterical. Cause I was like, you really have no choice. And then, you know, we try and make people laugh. And that's why we created, like when we started helping people with PR and media stuff, I was like, these are the very specific questions you need to ask before mm-hmm. you show up somewhere. Because if you don't know, you're going to get, you're going to do whatever they tell you. You're at the mercy of them at that point. <laughs> and we don't want that. So, and yeah. I told Jill, I think Jill, our best advice, when things start going wrong on air, you just start taking your clothes off. Absolutely. Yeah. Naked news. Sure. Everyone's seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is live. Um, so, okay. You, you two don't live in the same place. Like somehow your world had to collide. And then you guys both were like, yeah, we should work together, which I think like that's a whole journey itself. So can you tell us a little bit how you met and like, what were the things that made you go? Yeah, we should partner up on these things. Mm-hmm. You, wanna okay. do you want me to I'll, do I'll start. Uh, so Back in the day, he used to do some modeling, may have seen me on a few covers, had blonde hair back then. And I had my recent cover was strong after going through a cancer scare and going through cancer treatment with my thyroid. So I got the cover explaining that Kristen subscribed to that magazine and read my story and was going through something similar and reached out on good old Instagram. She legit slid into my DMs. I love it. It happened. It happened. Like like legit relationships can happen sometimes through DMs, not always, but it really worked out in our favor. So we chatted, then nothing came about. And then at the same time, serendipity, we have to be in Arizona at the same time for two separate things. And when we realized that we said, you know what, let's go to Starbucks, let's grab a coffee and chat. And we just knew meeting there and sitting together that there was just some spark. And that's why from that moment, we literally call ourselves our non-sexual life partners. Like <laughs> yeah. she's my girl. She's my girl. Yep. And she was running a well-fit social. So she runs events. And I said, I'm going, I'm going to be there. I'm going to fly to Virginia. I'm going to stay with you and it's going to happen. And most people that know me, when I say something, I will do it. Oh, and yeah. So I went down to see Kristen and lo and behold, there became an opportunity from that where Reframe actually began. That's yeah. so cool. We were, we were literally in hotels across the street from each other in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I mean, from two totally different sides, two different countries. And we were in literally on the same side of the street. Like we were right mm-hmm. there. So that's, we met in the Starbucks was actually in the middle. And um, when, yeah, Jill, now you left out the best part was like when we were talking impressions are everything online. So you do see these people's perfect brands and these perfect, you know, all these scenarios. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Jill was, she was a cover model. She had won all these titles. She was like, like fitness, you know, like in, in my sense of just kind of getting into fitness, I was like, wow, she's done it all. This is amazing. She's probably a complete stuck up bitch and is going to be so proper. And so like, I can't eat anything. I'm going to just have my coffee and a piece of broccoli. Like I was so, I had this whole thing in my head. Yeah, totally (laughs) judging her. Totally. And I was honest about it when we met. 
But when she sat down and we were having this conversation about the events I was creating, because after 12 years news, again, like she said, my health failed, I had to get out of it. So I was doing those events to kind of do some community stuff here locally. And she was like, I'm coming to your house. And I was like, okay, you want to speak? And she's like, no, I'm going to stay. This is the first time we've literally met. Like we've had two <laughs> DM sentences to each other. Like that's really it. Forceful. She's like, fuck, I'm staying with you. And I was like, okay. And she's like, okay. And then, I mean, literally it was, it happened that quickly that we had an opportunity to host an event for someone else. And it was a retreat and they, they went under, they went bankrupt. It was a whole fiasco. And thank God we didn't get involved further with them because it was just a horrendous situation. Mm -hmm. And we were like, we can do this better. We can fill in gaps for women. We know what we're doing in all of these areas. Why don't we just combine forces? And I think we actually started the company three months after we met. Cool. Uh, it was three months was, after we met. Yeah. yeah, I think it was three months. And then by that next year, we had already had an entire plan. We were going to do all these things. And then COVID hit and we, you know, had to reframe what we were doing. And we had to literally name the company, not knowing that that was going to become like the antithesis of everything we did for the next two years. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, and that it was pushed. It was the neatest thing. And that's what I say to all viewers where you never know where a door is going to open, right? Yeah. So Kristen and TV and then my, like myself and health and wellness and more clinical practice, would I have ever thought we'd be running a business for businesses, right? When we're in that, we think we can't be business coaches and some business coaches should never be that. And then we sat there and thought, wow, like never had I expected this to happen, but we knew our strengths and what we could deliver and being in TV and then obviously modeling for since I was 12, it became a no brainer. And then we thought we both know how to run business. And what's the missing piece? It's that businesses do not have group photos and connection photos and can speak to their actual clients. And we knew that let's set up a retreat and get all like-minded women together and create all the content they need for an entire year. So they can actually spend time in their business instead of taking stupid photos with photographers that have no idea when it comes to business or branding and just want your clothes off. I yeah. So you know. we just knew this is what the missing piece was, and we have a blast doing it. Um, yes, I was extremely lucky to have been in a business group where the photographer of the event was also in a business group getting business coaching. And so I happen to have someone who's amazing and has put together things like this. So I'm lucky in that way. But I know it's so hard whenever we coach people on like doing photos on like their photo shoots. I'm like, yeah, you have to you have to have people in these photos. It cannot be a picture mm -hmm. of an empty studio. No one wants to go to an empty studio. It looks like no one goes mm -hmm. there. Like, but it's so hard to get that content. And then you're like, okay, today I need a photo. So I guess I'll do a selfie, which by the way, they're back. You can do those again at the time we're recording these occasionally. <laughs> However, it's so hard. So I love that you're like, we're going to put together something that allows people to connect and then also solves a problem that they all have and they, they can leave here. So I think this is so cool. Obviously you couldn't do it right away because of the pandemic or you had to get real mm -hmm. creative <laughs> with mm -hmm. where it was and, and how many people were there. But um, how did you get people to even trust to come? Because that's a, the first event is I think the hardest because there's so many moving parts. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously with all your skill sets of events and business, you, you know how to like run a show, but like you have to get the people there. What was that like to get those first ones there? Well, I would say, luckily we came from two different backgrounds and we had the people to begin with from our own businesses. Got it. So that became much easier than starting fresh and knowing, knowing us, we actually had credit to begin with. Yeah. And that time with 
COVID actually helped us immensely because we could build more and more credit. And we just gave value that entire time. Yeah. Like what we gave people to come in, we knew that we just needed to keep people, keep them sane as much as possible. And then when things opened up, we knew that we had them. So yeah. that was our long-term strategy where we weren't taking money. We just said, we're going to invest in and everything happens for a reason. So yeah. we're just lucky that we we had people to begin with. Like, I'll be yeah. honest on here. Yeah, no, but I think actually that honesty is so, so I hope y'all heard this. They already had credibility in their existing businesses before you put together something like this, because a lot of people we have, because we run retreats, we have a lot of people who are like, I'm going to run a retreat mm -hmm. and it's going to be here. And I'm like, do you, so you're going to run your first retreat internationally and you, <laughs> have you ever ran one, but have you been to one before? Like there's, can I just suggest it's like a two hour drive away for that first one? Just like make sure people are interested because there's such big investments of time, energy, yeah. and money. If you mm -hmm. don't have that credibility already built up, it can be really tricky and you almost need more people who, who could say yes than, than will, you know? So, um, so that I actually appreciate you being honest about that because, um, what people might see is like, or hear is like, oh, they met three months later, they had a retreat, boom. Like it's, and it's kind of like, it's a accumulation of your entire business existence together mm -hmm. combined. Yeah. We've been, I mean, again, and what you see on social media is such a small piece of most people's puzzles. So you have to look into or ask legitimate questions and do your research about people that you're working with or building with. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I've had other companies, I've obviously opened retail stores, I've opened and designed restaurants. I've, you know, there's, there's a lot more that I have done in my professional career. My husband, we own a construction company. Like there's other things that are happening. Um, behind the scenes that I don't show anything about, you know, I mean, I have kids, I don't really talk about them much. Like there's other things that that lead to my skill set yeah. of being able to do these things properly. And Jill had a background, I mean, sports and travel and, you know, just there's so many things that went into this puzzle. And when she says give value, I mean, we did, we didn't, I mean, we had a plan. And I think a lot of people need to realize that when you're starting out, everybody makes it look so easy nowadays that you're going to just make money in that first three to six months to a year, we knew we were not going to make any money for at least a year, if not two, because we had to keep filtering back in, building mm -hmm. the infrastructure, building the foundation, and getting to a point where we knew what our percentages and our costs would be, because we created something in a space there. We are the only people who do what we do yeah. in the world. Like there is no one who runs an event like us. And so it was new territory. Um, so we took all that time to educate give value, start creating things. But we also had reputations prior of being extremely hardworking, extremely honest, extremely reliable. And you have to be still a professional and show up as a professional yeah. online. You can't just yeah. say, oh, I'm going to wing it and do these things and do these sales tactics. And then I'm going to make all this money. Um, then you're going to piss people off and your business is going to last a year and then you're done. So well, and or also you, you think that, okay, I do all these things and I'll make money. And like, just because yeah. those sales tactics worked for somebody doesn't mean they'll work for you, especially like if you don't have the people <laughs> yet. Yeah, I actually, people. I'm so appreciative of you guys actually just sharing that behind the scenes. Of like we're we knew we weren't going to make money for at least the first year or two. I and also that you highlighted the strengths that you have. So that is something I find does not come naturally for most women that listen to this show. When mm -hmm. most people, <laughs> when I talk to most people, I'm like, I'm like, you are the only person who can do what you do the way that you do it. You're it. When mm -hmm. I ask them, like, what, like, let's talk about like, your uniquenesses. They literally, like, that could, that's a shutdown. Like, that's a question. 
Why do you think it is that women have a hard time? Because you're like, I did this and I did this and I did this. Was that something that came naturally to you? Did you get coaching around it? How come? And maybe Jill can speak to this because she's a, <laughs> the psychotherapist. Like, how come <laughs> so many people have a hard time going, actually, I'm really fucking great at these three things and I have experience in them. What's the block? Yeah. So I would say if you were in a room with very high-end business, whether they're women or men, they'll be like, I'm great at this. I have this strength and they know it and they own it because they, that's just them. It's exactly like an athlete that they've done the work. They put it in, they put in the time. You can't just be like, show up. Like I never spoke before. Now I'm a business. Like I'm a business owner. No, you're not. You you got an LLC, you got a company, but there comes confidence over time Mm. and you have to practice, practice, practice. But a lot of the time people coming into a business for the first time, that's not what they've grown up with. Maybe their parents aren't business owners, right? So maybe they have like, my parents are teachers. They literally bred two entrepreneurs, which is completely opposite of what they're used to, right? So this becomes like traditional family values. Where do they grow up in? And a lot of the time for females, It's not known to be like, I'm great at this. I do well at this because it looks like we are being cocky. No, it's confidence. But if it's in any other sector, you'd look cocky. But in business, if you talk to other business people, they're like spot on. I would hire you in a second because that's what I need. And that's what women have to do is put in the reps, put in the time and be proud of what you're good at because that's business. Mm-hmm. it's like an athlete doing a layup in basketball and saying, yeah, I'm shit at doing a layup in basketball. I'm terrible. I shouldn't do this. No athlete would ever say that. You'd be like, what the hell team member? I don't want to put you on the court. If that's what you're saying. Like I need confidence. We take that same aspect into business and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so that environment, like that environment chat is important because yeah. it's not, maybe you didn't grow up with it, but you can choose to surround yourself with it in your adult life. So, I mean, I grew up with the opposite of a mom who was an entrepreneur, always owned her own horse farm. She was a real estate agent, she trained horses. So everything was her business my entire life. She's always been self-employed. And I didn't really go into entrepreneurship until, you know, I'm like 40. So mm-hmm. I had, you know, it witnessed it and helped everybody else build everything. But she you know, was kind of disappointed in me that I didn't branch out more in those areas, but she was also very cocky and confident in herself. So I I didn't have a problem with it once I got into my late 20s. But until then, yeah, I think we all struggle with saying what we're good at because we don't want to stand out or be judged. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't have that in your life prior and you're really desiring it now, you have to find the right people online, coaches, circles, whatever it may be that are going to force you to level up to that. Because Really, I mean, you can't blame your you can't blame your past um, saying I didn't I wasn't, you know, hugged enough as a child. Okay, well, you know what? Go out there now, do the work for yourself and make it better. Like it it is a conscious effort. And I think that's where we see a lot of people that are really going to make it or they're really not like you. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to not be an entrepreneur. Like, I think we hear it all the time because it's a buzzword now. Yeah. Um, you know, it, you don't have to do that. I didn't do that for my first mm-hmm. like three careers and I was perfectly happy, um, you know, and I learned a ton by watching these amazing people build amazing things. And then I got the experience that way. So there's a ton of ways to do it. But I think the, you know, create your circle, like make your circle level you up or you are going to stay the same. Mm. And get people that will scare the shit out of you. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Like legit. And then that's what you want to like, you got to get outside of your comfort zone. I'll always say that. And you get people like, whoa. And I always say in a business, there's like top chairs and they're the people that create franchises. Like they're nuts. 
Like that is not me. And I will fully admit that like that is next level, very hard to come by, but there's a lot of second chairs and third chairs that come in that might have a, like a business where there's not that ton of overhead or there's linchpins that say, Hey, I love what you're doing. I can't be the person that kind of owns that and takes out all the risk, but I'm there hundred percent to help you. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different ways to look at businesses and that's where someone should look at their strengths and really see how they sit in. And I always say, take a risk, but have great people on your side and people that are honest that will tell you what you might not want to hear because in business, there's no room for cheerleaders. Like therapy's different. Like go to therapy for your personal <laughs> shit. But when it comes to business, that's totally separate. It should be cut off. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, and that's the hardest part. Cause like, it's so easy, especially if what you do. So, uh, as a plies instructor, I coach a lot of fit. I coach mostly plies instructors, but other fitness instructors. And so there's a lot of, unfortunately they feel like their personal stuff like blends into their business a lot because they are this, they believe their representation of what that they do, which we all know as women age, as hormones go, there's a lot of things you can't change about your body. So like, I think they mm-hmm. put a lot of pressure on themselves to look a certain way to feel like they're doing these things. And I think that that can get really muddled and messed up. And it's actually like, really, people actually care how you make them feel. They care about the results you get them. And they care that you're confident that you can get them those things so they can trust you because they're not going to trust someone who doesn't feel confident in what it is that they're offering. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's really where it is. And it can be hard, especially when you're in a an environment where it's a service-based business. So your client says something to you that triggers you in some way. And then like all of a sudden you're like, I'm not good at this whole business thing. And it's like, whoa, they just mm-hmm. challenge your cancellation policy. Let's just take a moment. <laughs> you need to go see your therapist about your scarcity and your worry of losing your home. This, this is like real business. Like Nordstrom's does not care. You know, Mm -hmm. if people are pissed that they're not open at 10 AM, they don't care. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They might consider, but they're like, "Uh, I'm not going to put that in because it's a business decision. So, you know, I think that that's the hard part about, um, what is it like if you, if you want to learn about yourself, like own a business, like (laughs) you'll learn all the things you have to work on. (laughs) Yeah. And we talked about that actually yesterday, Joel, when I was saying about, you know, in your, your traits, like whatever your best traits are in business are typically the most detrimental traits in your personal life, because all of us are, I mean, hard charging, very high achieving. And, you know, I, I ran myself literally into the ground. I mean, I never had less than two to two to six jobs at a time Mm. from the time I was 15 until I was Mm. 40. And that was with kids. I still was bartending on the weekends, plus doing the news full time plus children, plus training for fitness stuff. It was like, how much more crap could I get into a day to make myself look like I was successful? Mm. And I got to that point where, and Jill kind of went through that journey with me because it was the end. I think when we met, it was, that was October. I had my last day in TV news was the end of August and letting go of that was probably the hardest thing I had ever done because in people's impressions, it made me look very successful intelligent, kind of breaking barriers for women, you know, in the Mm -hmm. industries that we're in thinking, you know, oh, she, she's not going to be able to achieve that. She's not smart. She's wearing, you know, if she has big boobs, she's not smart enough to do this, like those kind of misconceptions. And I had to let go of that. And she went through a lot of that with me, which was Mm -hmm. extremely helpful to have, especially during COVID as well of Mm -hmm. us being, you know, on, we were together every day online. And women that we even coach and work with, we do see that like they have to learn 
to let go of some of the the vanity or the, mm-hmm. you know, we say vanity metrics online, vanity metrics in life too, because you're trying mm-hmm. to look good. Like you just said, some of your ladies, they don't, they want to look a certain way that that isn't what the goal is. And all of mm-hmm. that comes with age and time. I mean, it's, we get better as we get older. So it's never too late to start those processes. Cause I mean, absolutely. Again, it's like in your forties, are you really going to start a bit? Yeah. I mean, in your fifties and your sixties, you, you can start businesses every decade of your life and yeah. it's not going to change the outcome. You're actually going to get better at it. So yeah. that part, like, like that fear, I think we can learn to let go of a little bit. Mm-hmm seeing it online more and more as people are being more honest about it, which is a good thing. Yeah, I agree. I think, and like, I think the the umbrella of vanity is something that like can be very distracting and also, or can make you think you're doing a really good job when you're not, you know, um, Mm -hmm. when you, when you're like, Oh, I'm getting all these likes on these things, but it's like, that doesn't equal money. Numbers never lie. Numbers never lie. Like that doesn't equal like that they actually went and clicked your bio and went to the next thing, you know, so like we can get caught up in like searching for these metrics, these vanity metrics that make us feel like we have a business when we actually don't yet. I want to, I actually want to know like the journey of like bringing your, both your strengths together and starting this business. Um, were there like, was it, what were the conversations like, and you don't have to tell me everything, but like, I just, we have a lot of people who listen like, I want to partner with this person. I want to partner with this with like, what are like, obviously there's pros and cons to everything, but what were some of the things you guys made sure to talk about so that you guys could partner up? Cause it's like a marriage. You just got married to someone mm-hmm. you met oh, we are. on Instagram. Um, <laughs> non-sexual life partners. Yeah. Non-sexual life partner and SLPs. That's what we are. <laughs> so I would say the first, like, again, you, like if there's a hesitation in mind, you yes. know where you're going, you know you're closing the door. Cause we've kind of been there. It's like, oh, I have an irk. We know if it's the right irk or just nervous irk. But I would say the first conversation it has to be about money. Like straight up, like business is money. So a conversation has to be made of how is this going to look? And you know, where are each of our finances personally? So we know what we're doing coming into this business, right? So some people would be like, this is everything. They might have a second business. So it has to look at what are the hours you can put in? And then how are we going to be looking at the money? Are we going to be putting our own personal money in? Like, that's really how it has to look if you're bringing more than one person into the equation. Mm -hmm. So it would be sitting down even with a third person involved, asking questions, writing it all down, thinking back again and coming in. Because at the end of the day, everybody has to be on the same page. Otherwise, that is what really breaks up a relationship, like whether it's a marriage Obviously, it's finances half the time. It's no different in business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we had, I mean, very clear, like, and it's funny because when people see us together and we've gotten more obviously used to each other over the years, so we can literally, we go on stage and we just, it's like an anchor team. Like I start one thing, she finishes it. Like our brains are pretty much the same when it comes to how we serve people, our moral standings, our moral compass. Like we're the same person that way. Outside of that, I'm the creative bubble that likes to design and build and do all these things. And Jill is very analytical and she likes to do her research and she likes to read and she likes to go. She's the spelling Nazi. So, you know, she'll go through that stuff. So we have very distinct left and right brain traits Mm -hmm. that balance each other out. So if there's something she, you know, but, but if one of us can't be there, both of us are fully capable of doing all mm-hmm. the tasks. So we built literally everything together. I mean, we went through 
We built Kajabi together with our courses. We built, you know, Canva. You know, she's Jill's learned more editing and design mm-hmm. stuff. I've learned, you know, more on the planning. So we balance each other out. So I think if you're looking for a strategic partner, there has to be, you have to have the same moral compass. You have mm-hmm. to have the same goals and you have to have the same mindset around money because money changes people in general. Mm-hmm. And we are very much the same and we're not, we love nice things. Of course we all do. We love nice things. We like nice mm-hmm. vacations, but we are not attached to them. So we aren't afraid to fail because, you know, we have things in place in our lives. We're both, you know, have been through the ringer with our own companies. So we have other things to do. Um, and we made a conscious effort. We just said, we're going to do this. We're going to pour everything into this, 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 and this for these next few years. We're not going to take money out, you know, this first year. We're going to actually keep this going. And, you know, we just know where we're going with it and what's yeah. what yeah. it will turn into. Because you have to have a plan past that mm-hmm. first year. You have to have five years. You have to have 10 years. And if you're going to exit, you have to have an exit strategy at that point. Um, It doesn't matter if you're a personal trainer or a coach. You still have a business because you are a brand. Your brand is a business and you have to treat yourself like a business. Um, And that includes the people you work with. So if Jill said it, you feel them like not wanting to do things or not, you know, I mean, that's a big red flag to not even dive in that direction just because you're like craving someone to be there to help you. Like that's the wrong reason to get a partner. You should be able to do it yourself. That person is going to force you to level up and keep you on track. You know, I love this because I think business and marriage is like very similar. And also it's like, you shouldn't be marrying someone to like complete the skill sets that you don't have. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, Mm -hmm. like, like life, you can do life alone and like, you can proudly be single for the rest of your life. And it's, it's fine. Like who cares what the media might make you think, but like going into business with someone shouldn't be because like, oh my God, I can't make this on my own. Um, mm-hmm. it should be like, oh, we together are so badass. Like we could, what we can create together. Like we're already creating stuff on our own. We can create this thing together. That's even more yeah. impactful. Yeah. I think that's a really cool thing to say. And also like, I love that you brought up exit strategy. Like, I think that's the thing that no one thinks about whether they're working for some with them for themselves or mm-hmm. they're partnering up. You do have to think about like, <laughs> How do you want this to wrap up? Is it wrapping mm-hmm. up because you're selling it? Is it wrapping up because you're retiring? Like, what what is that going to look like? Because it kind of allows you to make better decisions moving forward. But also, especially with partnerships, it allows everyone to know how someone could leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if that's possible, not that that's something you guys want, but like, you never know. You just don't know how life mm-hmm. can happen. And, the, and you, you, you don't want, um, as you said, money changes people. It just can complicate conversations if you don't have communication at the front. So I love that you guys share that you guys really communicated around what those goals were, what people were doing. And, and mm-hmm. it sounds like you keep communicating that. And that's where things break down when people don't, don't have mm-hmm. the time to do that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I and mean, we're pretty open about it, you know, as far as, you know, helping mm-hmm. our people, like when we're working with them on plans for those type of things. And yeah, I don't, I, I never in a million years thought I would have a business partner. That was not me. Like, again, I'm very independent. I'm an only child. I've done everything really myself. Is. Yeah, I do. I'm very, very independent. And I don't, even my family, like I moved away the day I was 18. I was gone, full mortgage, car, houses, everything. Like I was very, very, didn't want anybody to help me with with shit. Like, you're not going to help me. I can do it all myself. And it took me like finding the right person. Like, that's pretty much it. Like you can go through life and never find that person. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. But I was lucky enough that I did find the person Mm -hmm. who could help me build something that 
you know, I knew that I could have um, someone who just had my back. I love that. Like, basically, it's like the universe had to like show you that like, you're really awesome. Great job. But also you can be really great with someone else. Here's someone else like, wake up here. We're going to put this person on a cover of a magazine to make sure that you find them. I feel very similar. Like, my strong magazine. Yeah. I love them. They're so great. Um, do you have my, my husband, uh, and I got together, we were like trying out dating and, uh, I broke my leg. We'd been dating one week and I broke my leg and he had to move in. And I was, uh, he's like, he's like, I'm really good at helping people. I'm like, I am terrible at asking for help. So you're just going to have to help because I'm not going to ask. And, yeah. <laughs> and it was actually so nice when someone are like, Oh, look at that. Someone makes dinner. That's cool. It just happens Ooh. when so. <laughs> have to do it so, all myself. So <laughs> like you should, you should pretend to break your leg tonight so that that's all made for you. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. People are very like when I, this is like a whole side note, but funny. we, uh, he lived in the Valley. I lived on the West side and people were like, Oh, how did you get a guy to like move to the West side? I said, well, I broke my leg. They're like, okay, I have to break my leg. I'm like, here's the deal. Let's be really honest. Like they could not move. And then you will realize you have a boyfriend who doesn't care about you enough to like <laughs> live in your space for a bit. And now you have a broken leg. And you have a broken Girl. leg. So I would just say like, maybe like just ask if they live <laughs> on the west side. <laughs> yeah, you might want to ask. Don't don't get too extreme. I mean, I just married my husband because he's hot. I mean, that was pretty much, you know. <laughs> I married my husband for the benefits. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Oh my gosh, ladies, you're amazing. Um, we're gonna take a brief break. We're gonna find out how people can find you, work with you, go on a reframe retreat with you, and your beat action items. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality, and that's why for three years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. Okay. So where obviously Instagram, but where should people follow you, get more information? How do they go on a retreat with you guys? 
Yeah. So um, really easy to find. Reframe your brand on everything. So reframeyourbrand.com, at reframeyourbrand on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Um, We host these retreats throughout the year. So we have destination retreats where you go for several days and get away. We have our one-day pop-ups, mostly in the Virginia area. And then we actually work with brands, businesses, and doing corporate retreats for other coaches and companies. So we can custom design a brand image retreat for you and your team. Um, And all of that information is right there on our website. So we're pretty easy to find um, across all platforms. Personally, everything I have is Kristen Crowley TV and Jill is? Jill Bunny 2.0. I love it. Or just Jill Bunny. Easy to find. (laughs) Pretty easy to search and she pops up. Yeah. Um, Okay. Amazing. I'm already like, we have to go look at when these dates are. Uh, it just sounds so, f- I want to hang out with you guys in real life is really what I want to do. So you just yeah. want margaritas, don't you? And yeah. margaritas. Yes. Yes. Um, everyone's like, what would you do if you weren't teaching Pilates? I'm like, I would be a, a tequila sommelier. And they look at me and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm dead serious. <laughs> like I, like I'm trying really hard to change the schedule so that I can go down to Guadalajara and study tequila oh. for like six months. <laughs> I'm really trying oh to figure gosh. this out. So, uh, so stay okay. tuned <laughs> everyone. Okay. Be it action. I was bold, executable, executable. Hello, Leslie. Intrinsic targeted steps people can take to be it till they see it. What do you have for us? I think it's really, I mean, find yourself online first. Stop trying to show up like you think everybody else wants you to show up online. Building a brand is about knowing who you are and who you're serving. And without those base foundations, your entire structure is going to crumble. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly what she answered what it. Say? Would you say that? You say the same thing? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yep. It, it, it's, it's a process. Like stop trying yeah. to rush the process yeah. because the hardest yeah. part for action items is is trying to do too many of them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. as women, we try and take on so much. So you got to yeah. simplify it. If you in your own way, find somebody yeah. who can help you get out of your own damn way. Yeah. Just t- we have no quick fix tips like for success. That's our tip. Don't stop looking for them. And just like Chris said, we got to find ourselves. The only way to do that is take a step back, unplug from social media, stop looking at other people's trying to get idea and just sit with yourself and ask like, what is it that I really want for my life? How does that look for business hours? How does that look for me helping people? And how can I best serve somebody? Like what, what the heck am I damn good at? And people could Mm -hmm. use. Yeah. That is the first step because then you're not getting influenced by other people. Yeah. And Jill has a really good journal for mindset. So I know she journals every morning. I'm terrible mm-hmm. at journaling. So for actual action things people could do like right now this week, um, hers is writing it down. Do you have a sure. favorite journal or you just journal? Like, are you just, this is, I just journal. Yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> so it's just a stream of journal. thought. Just like what's coming. Literally, I just take a 2.0 and I always say, it's like where we're currently at is a 1.0. And maybe in business, it's not all bad, but where is it your 2.0? Where do you want to be when it comes to income, when it comes to who you're serving? What are the hours? Like really being strategic. And we do that in our consulting. And that's what I do every single day as I look at the 2.0 business and what is it that I'm going to do today? And that's an intention. And then each and every hour I look, I'm like, am I matching that 2.0 that I wrote? And usually I'm pretty close. And if not, then I got to check myself and say, what went on? likely saw something on social media, got distracted and it took me away from what I was doing. But when we journal and really stay focused in the morning, we're better off being able to be successful and not just writing it and then going off on our day, like really checking in and looking at that again and again and again, because otherwise we're just avoiding what we wrote and then we feel good about ourselves. But like we got to be disciplined and focused. Business isn't easy. And it's the mindset that's really going to get somebody from here to there. 
Yeah, I actually love it. It sounds like your journal is like the be it till you see it for each day for your business, which I like exactly. think is really yep. a great direction. You guys, ladies, you're fucking awesome. I, we're going to have to have you back. We're going to figure out a way to hang out and have margaritas. With margaritas next time. Yeah. Well, ladies, why don't you come to Vegas? We'll do this in person at yeah. my pod oh, room. Shit. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, we'll make well, margaritas. Jill, Jill needs to go to Vegas. Um, so oh. I got married in Vegas. So I go to Vegas all the time and I love Vegas. So we will we will plan a trip. But uh, we're doing it. We're making it happen. All right. You, Thank you so much for being here. Y'all, how are you going to use these tips in your life? Please tag Reframe Your Brand, tag Kristen and Jill, tag the Beat Pod. Let us know what your takeaways were. What are you going to take away from this? Are you going to journal like in a 2.0 style? We want to hear it and share this with a friend who needs to be reminded that like business takes time. Thank you so much. And until next time, be it till you see it. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of the Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, filmed, and recorded by your hosts, Leslie Logan and me, Brad Kroll. It is produced and edited by the Epic team at Desenio. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to Melissa Solomon for creating our visuals and Semena Velazquez for our transcriptions. Also to Angelina Herico for adding all the content to our website and finally to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. Right, my coffee lovers, I got something for you. And I know most of you are coffee lovers because if you're listening to this, you have lots of things you're doing and coffee is something that you are taking with you everywhere you go. In fact, I know the plaza instructors around here are taking coffee, kombucha, tea, and water into every class that they take. So this one is amazing because this is Pure Cafe Bold. They have two options for you. They've got black coffee and then they've got a caramel coffee latte, which is amazing. And here's why it's amazing. It's pre-brewed. So it comes in this amazing little packet and you can actually just take the packet into your office, your work on a plane like we've been doing. And then you pour hot water in and boom, you've got coffee. And this coffee actually has some amazing stuff. It's not just regular coffee. This coffee supports your immune system. It boosts cognitive function, increases stamina, it reduces stress, and it has cordyceps. And what are cordyceps, you ask? Oh, that's right, Brad's here. Nature's powerful secret energizer, a rare species of fungi, cordyceps is renowned for its invigorating properties and centuries-old use in traditional medicine packed with essential nutrients. This natural adaptogen boosts stamina and supports overall well-being. And seriously, it's actually super simple to make. Leslie and I have taken it camping. Yeah. I'll use it in the afternoon. We're taking it everywhere because I'm tired of conferences and different hotels having burnt coffee. It's a thousand times better than the terrible coffee that you get on an airplane. And the black coffee is like less than a dollar a packet. So it's like, it's really kind of amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the caramel myself. He the does caramel like has it. a little bit of, uh, of milk in it. So. It has some dairy. So my dairy free peeps, you, you can't do the caramel, but you can do the black, right? Yeah. The black coffee is vegan, keto, gluten-free, non-GMO, nut-free, dairy-free, fat-free, and CGMP compliant. All right. So here's the deal. You need to go to beitpod.com slash coffee, B-E-I-T-P-O-D.com slash coffee. 
And when you do that, you are going to be able to get some amazing coffee that we're loving. You can buy it as a one-time purchase or you can actually get it as a subscription. There's even family packs. So if you know that you've got a lot of coffee drinkers in your household, this is amazing. And it's honestly cheaper than all the coffees we've been making at home. So we are so excited. I hope you are. Go to beatpod.com slash coffee. And, you know, cheers to you and I. Every morning, we'll be drinking the same coffee together. Woo!